Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is the sermon for August 18, 2019, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is entitled, Rooted, Growing Together, Branching Out in Christ, and is based on Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, and Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. May God's grace and mercy and peace be yours this day, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message, we're looking at all the, all, all the readings that we have today, especially that, that, that epistle reading from Colossians chapter 2. Let us pray. Almighty God, you call us your own. Build us up and root us in your word. Help us to grow in faith and guide us to branch out with your love in the message of forgiveness and life. And may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Science writer Hope Jaron uh, shares interesting facts about plants, especially how a tiny seed starts to put out roots, uh, the most essential thing for the plant's survival. This is what she wrote. She said, uh, no risk is more terrifying than taken by that first root. A lucky root will eventually find water, but its first job is to anchor. Once the first root is extended, the plant will never again a joy, any hope of relocating to a place less cold, less dry, less dangerous. Indeed, it will face everything, frost, droughts, and heat, without any possibility of flight. She calls taking root a big gamble. If the seed takes root, it can go down 40 to 140 feet. And the results are pretty powerful, aren't they? Because tree roots can swell and split bedrock. They can move gallons of water daily for years, much more efficiently than the pumps we have. And if it takes root, then the plant becomes all but indestructible. She wrote, tear everything apart above ground, everything, and most plants can still grow rebelliously back just from one intact root more than once, more than twice. Rooted. I'm going to focus on our readings today from Psalm 1, where we heard the psalmist say, This righteous person uh, uh, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields his fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, where Paul writes, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Well, last year, our theme, we really looked at some of the overall mission of the church and the school and God's people. That mission really is the same for any church, right? Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Pretty easy, right? But I've mentioned in past sermons uh, that at uh, the summer and, and fall last year, we had a, a group of leaders and members who came together to, to look at some vision planning and, and, and really looked at uh, uh, redoing the, the mission statement or mission tagline, if you will, uh, that we are a people of God who are rooted in Christ, growing together in Christ, branching out in Christ. This is how we really live as the disciples of, of Christ. We heard that in that passage from Colossians where Paul said, As you receive Christ Jesus, continue to live in him, 
rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness, rooted in Christ, growing in Christ, and branching out in Christ. And as a church, and as the people of God in this community, God works in our lives and, and roots us, if you will, and gives us new life in his word and, and in the waters of holy baptism. He, he gives us growth, doesn't he? As we remain connected to him, as we heard in the gospel reading today uh, from John 15. We also grow through the blessings of his table. And he guides us then as we branch out, as we go out with his love, with his mercy, with his compassion, with his good news. Now the tough part about this is, is Pastor Lahandle and I were, were sitting down and talking about this, about this theme for the year. We were worried about the mixed message that it could bring because for the past five years or so, one of the things we've been doing as a church and a school, we've been uniting under one theme for that school year, right? Uh, so from August, end of August through uh, the end of May. Uh, and, and we've been changing those themes every year. But using this as a theme for this year, this isn't the theme that we just sort of finish and then pack away at the end of May. This is a framework for us to consider all the things that we do as a congregation, everything that we do as a school, everything that we do as God's children. This is something for church members, for our leaders, for our teachers to use as a a filter, if you will, so that we're doing God's work and God's will in this world. It's also something for you and me to consider every day, every moment of every day. So, to try to step out of from what we've been doing in the past, we're going to do things differently this year. I know, change. Okay, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're really not don't want to dedicate a specific weekend each month to examine a part of the theme. The school is going to be doing that as to try to give some kind of progression to it uh, for the school year, but as a church, we're really not going to do that. Instead, Pastor Handel and I are going to try to connect the aspects of this theme, this mission statement. Every time we gather and worship, maybe it'll just be one aspect of it, uh, maybe just two, maybe all three. But we really want to explore what this idea of being rooted and growing together and branching out in Christ means every time that we gather together. It's important because this is where we have our strength. We're continually, we're, we're deeply rooted and strengthened in Jesus. We're continually growing together in Christ. We're always branching out in Christ, and that doesn't stop at the end of May. <laughs> uh, the logo on the cover of the bulletin and up on the uh, on the screen there for you, tries to communicate that with that, that growing tree and uh, with, the, with the roots and the, the foliage and the cross right there at the center, right? Because all these three points are active things. Being rooted and growing that way. Growing together and then also branching out. In the Gospel reading we heard, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. So if you're not rooted in Jesus, you're cut off. You're cut off from the vine, and there is no growth for you. So let's think of what this, what, uh, this call for us as God's people as we look at our second reading today from Colossians. When a family moves into a new community, uh, one of the things that they always want to do is they always want to do what? They want to put down roots, right? I mean, those of you that are new to the area, you come from elsewhere, you know what I mean. 
I mean, every time I've gone to a different school or a different community on, on vicarage and, 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 and seminary and things like that, you, you try to do what you can to, to put down roots for some kind of security and, and, and comfort, don't you? I mean, now, if you've ever planted a tree, you know that it takes a lot of work. You have to make sure there's good soil there to nourish the roots. And care for the tree doesn't end with just planting it in the ground, does it? You have to regularly water it, especially when the weather's dry, uh, the trees, uh, as the trees are just starting to take root. Sometimes you have to fertilize them. Uh, planting and tending trees takes a lot of work, but the benefits are worth it, aren't they? You know, the Lord went through a lot of work to plant those seeds of faith in our hearts and to make each one grow. And as I looked out at, at the past two services, uh, yesterday and today, and, and this one as well, we see every part of growth, don't we? There are some whose faith is young and sprouting up. There's others that have been around a long time, and, and they branch out quite a bit. Some are strong and healthy. Others, they just need a little extra care right now, don't they? And even though each of us is different, each one of us needs those strong roots that root system in Jesus Christ. Each still needs to be nourished in the faith so we can continue growing. Each one was, was planted then to branch out and bear fruits of thankfulness. That's what Paul's talking about in the reading. And for any tree to thrive, it needs a strong root system. If you were out in Arizona, those trees have very, very deep roots to reach out to the water and the nutrients in the soil. Around here, the roots need to go deep, but also out to, to be strong and withstand the, the winds and the winter storms. <laughs> sort of like what we had this morning already. <laughs> Likewise, Jesus wants us to be firmly rooted in him. Paul said, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. Trees benefit from strong roots. So how have you benefited? from being rooted in Christ. Well, Paul lays out some of the benefits for us. Not all, but just some of them. For starters, being rooted in Christ means you find fulfillment. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, Paul wrote, and you have been given fullness in Christ. Fullness, fulfillment, if you will. You know, a lot of people spend their lives trying to find fulfillment, and they just don't feel complete. A lot of times people attempt to bring that completeness into their own lives and it's still like there's a hole there. Why do you feel that way? You know, you think there's something missing in your life but you just can't put your finger on it? Maybe it's one of uh, those lingering life questions that doesn't seem to get answered for you. Maybe it's a difficulty in your relationships or struggling in an area of weakness. Maybe it's hurt from grief or guilt that just doesn't go away. Sometimes our view of Jesus gets lowered and we may feel that he can't do it. Lord, I, I know you're powerful, but boy, this difficulty, this guilt, this struggle in my life, I think it's too big for you. Why do we feel so incomplete? We feel that way because sin has made us incomplete by nature, hasn't it? Because of sin, we really can't measure up to this impossibly high standard of holiness of God's. Then sin leads us to get so focused on ourselves that our view of Jesus gets smaller. 
quickly forget that in Jesus, we find all the power and fullness of the true God coming so that you and I could have true fulfillment. He perfectly fulfilled what God demanded of us, meaning that you don't have to do anything to be saved. He's done it all. Jesus lived perfectly for you so you can have really real real fulfillment that you can't find anywhere else. We're rooted and fulfilled. But being rooted in Christ also means you find forgiveness. He said, Paul writes, He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. In life, Jesus made you complete. And in death, he paid your impossible debt. I mean, have, have you ever tried counting how many times that you have disobeyed God's holy will in a day? <laughs> it's overwhelming if you had to count it. I mean, every selfish thought, every hurtful word, every rude action, every time you sinned without, without realizing it. I mean, it's like counting the sand on the seashore, right? Paul compares that personal list to sort of like a certificate of debt that tallies all those sins up and a crushing, what a crushing weight of debt it is. And in Jesus Christ, that debt is canceled. He went to the cross, he nailed that debt of your sin to the cross and left it there forever. Took that certificate of debt and with his holy, innocent blood, he stamped on it, boom, paid in full. When he said it is finished. He loves you and me so much that he frees us from the punishment that we deserve by wiping away the guilt of our sins forever. We're rooted and forgiven. But being rooted in Christ also means that, that we have confidence. He writes, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. In ancient Rome, conquering generals would have these, these grand parades or triumphs. Uh, they would go through the streets of Rome. Uh, the crowds would cheer, the armies would be there, and, and, and the humiliated enemy, enemies would uh, be marching behind the army in chains. When Jesus died, he conquered sin and Satan. Three days later on Easter, Monday, uh, Easter Sunday, he publicly announced his triumph over these enemies and that last enemy, death, sealing that victory as he rose from the dead. With the resurrection, he conquers fear, he conquers our worry. He conquers our doubt that hound us daily. And now he fills us with a confidence of a new life. A life in him. A life that will last forever. We're rooted and confident. So from these rich, strong roots, we grow. We grow, then we branch out with his good news, his compassion, and his grace. Jesus put a lot of work and to make you and, you and me his living trees, doing everything necessary for faith to take root in our hearts. And it's for this reason Jesus wants us to be deeply rooted in him so that the winds and the storms of life can't knock us over, so we can receive blessings that are found only in him. He wants us to be strengthened in the faith. Paul again, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, strengthened in the faith, as you were taught. You can tell a tree is healthy if it's growing, right? Early on, those signs of growth show up, little buds form and branches sprout. Some of the most important early growth, though, you don't see. It happens underground. 
where the roots go deeper, where they expand in the soil. And as we dig deeper and deeper into God's Word, and as we dig deeper into God's sacraments, our faith grows stronger. Paul writes, You have been buried with Him, with Jesus in baptism, and raised with Him through your faith in the power of God who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Christ. You know, a seed just sort of sitting on a table here is dead. But you bury it in the ground. A miracle takes place. What was once dead becomes a living plant. The same thing happened to you and me in our baptism. Through God's word and those cleansing waters, that sinful nature was put to death and buried with Christ, and then a miracle takes place. You were then raised with Christ to a new life. And there, uh, where there was once a soul dead in sin, there's now life. Now made alive with Christ in baptism, that word nourishes your soul like living waters. As we read in Psalm 1, where the delight of that man or woman of God, that righteous person, they, they delight in the word of the Lord. And on God's word, they meditate day and night. They are like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. We are planted, that we are rooted, and we we now grow together. That word nourishes your faith with so many blessings that come from Jesus. It gives you that fulfillment, that forgiveness, that confidence that comes through Him. It assures you of Christ's promise of eternal salvation and, and provides you strength, anchored in that bedrock of Jesus to withstand the storms of life. You also receive many other blessings when you come to the Lord's table. Receive the forgiveness of sins through Jesus' body and blood that are in, with, and under the bread and wine. These are the tools that God uses to bring His grace into your life, to strengthen you when you grow weary, to protect you from spiritual rot. Paul writes, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. Now, Paul's warning these Christians in Colossae about the danger of spiritual rot. Because they were, there were some among them who threatened the, the, the life that God had planted in them. But we also need to watch out for these dangers, the danger of spiritual rot. We need to be careful not to let the philosophies of the world out there uh, cut out and undermine our faith. You need to be careful about setting God's word aside and, and neglecting it. See, as we grow together, we grow together by regular time in God's word. We, we helps us to avoid that kind of danger. And in turn, it helps us to become deeply rooted when we are faced with the winds of false teaching and the storms of life. Jesus wants us to be trees rooted in him. Uh, he wants us to be those trees that are growing together in faith but also overflowing with that thankfulness that Paul says, branching out, sharing that good news, as well as the love and compassion of Jesus. You know, one of the greatest benefits that come from certain trees is the fruit that they offer. And maybe you've seen an apple tree in season with those branches all just hanging low to the ground with fruit. As a Christian, we branch out and overflow with abundant fruit. The spiritual fruit grows out of thankfulness for what God has done in making us alive in Christ in our baptism and through faith. This shows daily in whatever calling of life we have. Parents, you you can bear that fruit as you help your children 
get deeply rooted in Christ. That training is necessary for them to grow together in their faith. It means being active in that faith life with the entire family as they learn, as children learn from parents about the importance of God's Word. Kids, you can bear this fruit as well. You learn about Jesus. You learn about it from your parents. And if you go to school here, your teachers, and you come to church in Sunday school, and you're then able to be fruitful and serve others and share Jesus with them. We bear our fruit in relationships all over, don't we? With people in the, in the workplace, with people at school, with our neighborhoods and our families. As we live lives firmly rooted in Christ, as we grow together in Christ and overflow in thankfulness. These uh, fruits of thankfulness overflow. Overflow from our hearts, our mouths, and our, and our hands. God allows us to be that source of blessing to those who don't know Jesus yet. And then we get to share that good news uh, with our friends, our neighbors, our classmates, our co-workers. And, and as we share that news of Jesus, God plants then a, a new seed. The seed of faith in the hearts of others. And then it begins to take root and begin to grow. Naturalist uh, Jane Goodall uh, tells a story about a calorie pear tree that was planted near Building 5 of the World Trade Center. Uh, since it was planted in the early 70s, each year that uh, it would bloom and delicate white blossoms would bring a touch of spring to a, just a world of concrete around them. In 2001, after the 9-11 attacks, this tree, like all the other trees that had been planted there, disappeared beneath the fallen towers. But amazingly, in October, a cleanup worker found it. It was smashed. It was pinned between blocks of concrete. The top of the tree was cut off. It was decapitated. And, and eight feet of bark were charred black. The roots were broken, and, but there was this one living branch. <laughs> Initially, the observers thought the tree could not be salvaged. But the cleanup workers at Ground Zero persuaded an employee for the Parks District to give it a chance. So it was sent off to a nursery in the Bronx. When the worker first saw it, he didn't think he could save it at all. <laughs> but once they sort of the dead, burned tissue had been cut away and the, the roots were trimmed and planted in good, rich soil, the, the tree survived. And then it earned a new name, Survivor. Uh, go ahead and search YouTube for the 9-11 Survivor tree. There's a really cool uh, uh, little story about it in there. In the spring of 2010... Disaster struck the survivor tree again. It had been ripped out of the ground by a terrible storm with 100-mile-an-hour winds. Once again, the rescue workers worked together to try to salvage and redeem this tree. At first, they only partially lifted the tree and packed compost and mulch as not to break the roots. And for a long while, they sprayed the tree with water to minimize the shock and hoping it would make it. And a few weeks later, they worked to set it upright again, and it was resurrected from the dead. The next year, it was incorporated into the 9-11 memorial at Ground Zero. It was planted near the footprint of the South Tower. The tree was planted so that the more traumatized side of it faced the public. And there were people that really weren't too pleased about it, saying that it spoiled the symmetry of the landscape uh, because it was a different species from the rest of the trees nearby. But it is different. 
And on the 10th anniversary of 9-11, when the site was open to survivors and family members, many of them took time to tie blue ribbons on survivors' branches. It's amazing what you can survive when you're well-rooted. Isn't it? That's why we have this image, this statement of who we are. Just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord through faith, continue to live in Him, always being firmly rooted in Christ, so that when the storms and winds of life threaten, you will not be uprooted. Regularly and deeply drink of the Word and the sacraments for the strengthening of those roots, so that you may bear abundant fruits of thankfulness. May you continually grow in Christ, through word, through worship, through service, pulling in the sustenance from those roots to grow more and more like Jesus. May you then branch out, sharing the joy of Jesus that was within you. Share his good news, share his story, share his forgiveness. Share his grace, share his mercy, share his compassion. Branching out in the love of Jesus so others may know him and begin that new life rooted in their Savior. Rooted in Christ, growing together in Christ and branching out in Christ. It's not a quaint momentary theme that's done in May. This is a description of our very lives. May we always live to, may we always strive to dig deeper, to grow stronger, to reach out far farther as God's church, God's children, and His disciples. Amen. Please rise. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.